0: Hello and welcome to this ShoeSmiths podcast on consumer duty and testing, testing, testing. My name is Darren Allen. I'm a partner at ShoeSmiths, and I'm joined today by my colleagues Nick Ross and Wayne Gibbard. So, what what do we mean by testing? Um, following implementation of the consumer duty on the 31st of July, a lot of our clients are talking about monitoring, testing, MI, and the concern is that um, whilst a great deal of work is being undertaken on delivering good outcomes. They've looked at documents, customer facing documents, systems, and processes. The concern is how firms can evidence, uh, good outcomes when the FCA, um, come knocking, uh, and as we've, um, as we so often see, um, if there isn't evidence, the, uh, the FCA is likely to say that, um, it's just not happening. And there is, if there's no audit trail, that's a real problem for firms. So, um. Starting with you, Wayne. Uh, um, you know, quite often we're seeing the blurring of lines with people talking about monitoring when they might mean testing and confusion on what MI is provided to senior management. Can you can you unpick these terms for us?
1: Thank you, Darren. I'll, I'll certainly try. I think I think you're right. What we're observing is um, firms now moving from the implementation and the celebration of go live into what does this actually really mean, and how can we demonstrate our adherence and compliance to consumer duty. So when we look at these terms, the conversations we're having with clients and certainly around sectors is, I have lots of management information, I do lots of testing, this must be okay. Actually, when we start to break down some of these terms, um, I think it's quite important to draw distinctions between their purpose and how they might be used and what perhaps the FCA are actually looking for, for, for firms to now demonstrate in respect of outcomes. I did just have a quick look at the FCA's glossary to see if that would shine a light on it for us, but unfortunately, uh, not, not such a bright light. There are, however, um, some uh, previous papers and uh, discussions that the FCA have had around what management information is and its use and its purpose. And I think for me, management information is something that tells us what's happening in the business. It's a moment in time and it gives us some evidence on particular tasks or particular activities. As financial services businesses, we, we have a plethora of data uh, from all sorts of different metrics and those outputs give us some uh, insight as to what is happening but for me as particularly with consumer duty we've got to move away from that static data that tells us about a moment in time into much more of the feel What what is actually happening to customers what are they experiencing in their interactions with firms and that requires a much more intuitive and much more emotionally led review. And that's where we look at assurance testing. So looking at assurance, how can we zoom out? How can I look at a complete customer interaction with my business and look at what's happening from end to end across the whole organization?
0: Very good. So Nick, any, any thoughts on that?
2: I just build on from what Wayne said um, about outcomes testing and the more holistic view of of the customer journey. I think at the moment in time, MI, that firms have, and they have a lot of it, they need to move into this outcomes testing um, regime, which a lot of firms haven't had until duty. Um, so if I just start by explaining a little bit about outcomes testing, um, let me tell you first what I don't think it it, it, it isn't. It isn't quality checking which will typically cover one customer transaction performed by an agent or employee and will look to test the competence of the agent or employee against a set of policy and processes rather than from a customer perspective. It is in customer satisfaction scores from surveys or other feedback, which is based around the overall experience of a particular scenario and generally focuses on the customer's point in time satisfaction. Again, what Wayne's saying about MI and point in time rather than overall fairness. Both CSAT and QA is very important, but it won't measure outcomes. And it's that evolution of MI into outcomes which is gonna be really important. Outcome testing is the holistic review of a customer journey to determine whether, based on the individual circumstances, not policy and process, again, something which MI has measured very well before, they received a fair outcome and their financial objectives, importantly, going back from what Judy says, have been met. Was the product activity or response right for the customer who has a unique set of circumstances, or able to be measured by policy and processes, that can change over time, whether they've received a fair outcome. And that's what we're seeing about the evolution from MI as a moment in time to a more outcomes
0: testing view. That's interesting. Two, I mean, two points I picked up um, from from both you and Wayne. But uh, Wayne, you you talk about feel, um, and that that again goes back to the point I think we made on a previous podcast about um, the cultural change. Um, almost, you know, putting the well, what, putting the customer first at all times, and 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 getting a sense of whether they're getting good outcomes. And that's a point that you picked up on, Nick. The the difficulty I think firms are going to have is. Is actually um, showing an audit trail. How do you show an audit trail that that you've looked at, feel, and you've looked at, um, and that you've tested to to an to an extent that demonstrates um, that you're providing good outcomes? And that I think is the challenge for many firms in this area.
1: Yeah, and I I think as as Nick's noted, it is this evolution. You know, we've seen the FCA on this journey for some years actually now, and yeah. and consumer duty really does bring that into focus. MI is important, and let's make no bones about that. You need yeah. that data to run the business, and it will give you indicators as to where there are potential areas of harm or potential areas of focus. But it's not just that. And I yeah. think it's, it's being able to use existing data sets and perhaps repurpose them, or more likely to actually create new views of the organization and new views of interactions with customers that will really get to, are there parts of my portfolio, are there segments of my customer base who are receiving either an unfair or a poor outcome as a consequence of their interactions with me? And I think that's the really difficult bit because this is not just a case of looking at a credit score or a particular aspect of the portfolio is looking at lots of different data points, be that regionalization, be that demographics, be that any other kind of um, information relating to a customer to really get behind how are they experiencing the product and the firm. Nick, and
2: just to build on what Wayne said up until now firms have been capturing management information which, tell, which says how well they've done against policy and process, and how happy or satisfied the customer is. This is an evolution to to still those things about how well they've done with policy and process, is the customer satisfied, but this is a test now on whether they've received a fair outcome, a fair service, and continue to receive a fair product for value. And I think this is a real shift of what we're we're starting to see firms on this journey, and they need to just embrace the customer outcomes tested. It doesn't need to be uh, over, overly burdensome. You know, you're looking at maybe 20 files a month that can give you that insight to a company and to um, and to help the existing MI that is still valuable.
0: I, I was going to pick up uh, on this later, but actually now seems to be um, perhaps the right time to do it. But um, I think you mentioned existing systems, um, at Wayne. You know, firms will already have data which will indicate whether. Good outcomes being delivered, so complaints data, renewals, cancellations, vulnerable customer data, feedback from staff and from um, from, from customers, so on. Um, much of the stuff actually that's mentioned in the non-handbook guidance. But I think what I'm hearing from you, um, for, from both of you, is that this is a good start, but may not be sufficient. Is that is that accurate? Yeah,
1: I I, I think I think that's exactly right. Perhaps if we turn the telescope around and say what would happen if the FCA asked a question of us, I think merely presenting them with trend data perhaps around complaints that shows either a shift or a reduction in certain areas of complaints. Provision of that information to them would not satisfy an inquiry as to whether you are providing good outcomes for customers in accordance with the GT. So it's clear and it's it's evident through all of the non-handbook guidance and indeed the rules that it must be more it is this assurance and how do you really get behind what's happening in those parts of the portfolio so i think looking from the fca's view just provision of data sets is is not going to achieve their objectives
2: and i would also say darren that for once for, for being a little bit provocative that firms don't know that they're delivering fair outcomes at the moment. So some of the complaints MI, for instance, concentrates on speed, on whether acknowledgement um, SLAs have have been reached, whether certain letters have been sent out, but it just doesn't consider the individual circumstance of said customer, which has been through a a number of iterations from an affordability test to a collections call to a repossession, if, if you like. So these are all kind of elements which need to be tied in and considered as part of that new approach to outcomes tested.
0: Interesting. Well, uh, um, what I, I also wanted to come on to the issue of, re- of responsibility. So, throughout the implementation um, period, I think we've all seen lively debates between first and second line as to where responsibility lies for various actions. Um, I, I, uh, Nick, how do you see the, the division of, of responsibility in respect of monitoring, testing, and MI?
2: So let me take, if we carry on with MI first, yeah. so MI is such an integral part of how information shared and decisions are made. So in a nutshell, everybody needs their own set of MI. So the, the operation, your collections, your affordability, your complaints, your customer service, they need their own MI. Compliance in the second line will need their own set of MI. Internal audits from a third line will need MI. So you've got a business who needs to fundamentally Understand what MI they need in each of those areas, to talk about whether outcomes have been delivered through unit, business department meetings, committees, and board or senior leadership forums. So MI is a real, is a real important part of how decisions are made, information is shared across the piece, not for any one individual um, business unit. Now. What consumer duty has helped to do is have the debate about who's responsible and who's accountable. What we have seen is more accountability being pushed to the operation to measure outcomes. Whether before have compliance been relied on a little bit too much when it's been a little bit late in the day. Some thematic reviews can take three to six months to come in, and it's a, it's it's quite it, it, you know it's too late. The operation has got that real time advantage of checking, monitoring, testing, whilst compliance will also monitor, test what they've been doing. And it may be three months, it may be six months from a thematic perspective, but the first line, the operation is such an important first chance to intervene and get it right for customers.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. You know, there's a commonality of purpose, clearly. And and in fact, one of the things that the FCA and consumer duty tells us is there must be alignment of strategy to the outcomes and across the whole culture of the organization. That said, I think creating and painting those bright lines between the different lines of defense becomes critically important Mm. under consumer duty. And all being clear on our purpose within the organization to monitor and ensure that those outcomes are achieved. So I think it becomes, like I say, much, much more important under GT.
2: It's probably worth just going back over when we are using first line and second line, when we're talking about the business operation and our compliance teams and our collections teams, we ask them quite a lot, whether they do any quality check-in and the answer is always yes. But it's very much on a process level rather than outcomes basis. And that's just what we're talking about. When we talk about first line, it's the chance to get it right rather than the second line, which is a compliance and and maybe a a little bit further down the line or after the event.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, that that the point you make, um, Wayne, about having divisions of responsibility in clear lines is so important. Otherwise, it will get lost between the lines um and 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 also there's a there's a risk of creating silos where um yeah you know, people the, the, the various lines aren't talking to each to to each other so that's I think that's really important I, I, one of the things that I've been discussing with clients is um the extent to which if at all they have an obligation to notify uh, the FCA if they're not uh, if, if they're not testing or they don't have um, their methodology in respect of testing completely finalized uh, um and the FCA has said that firms must alert it as as required by that non-hamburg guidance, if they believe that they will not be able to complete or weren't necessary to, to be compliant with the duty before the implementation deadline. And at the end of the implementation period, boards or equivalent management bodies should assure themselves that the firm is complying with their obligations under the duty um, and ensure the firm has identified any potential gaps or weaknesses. Uh, in their compliance and the action needed to to remedy this. Um, now, in my view, and I've said this um, on a previous podcast, um, the consumer duty is by its very nature an iterative process in that the approach will be adapted, changed, some things will work, some things won't work. You, you'll have to do that to ensure that you're constantly evaluating whether you're providing good outcomes um, to um, customers. Uh, and firms have, in my view, quite rightly focused on the um, Putting in place changes that that will have an immediate impact on customer outcomes, and as a consequence, I think it's it's likely, and we're certainly seeing this, that many firms are still taking action in respect of the testing and monitoring that they should be doing. With this in mind, the question is: Does that give rise to an obligation to inform the FCA that you've not complied, uh, or you're you're not compliant with the, with the consumers using? It's an
1: interesting challenge because you're absolutely right. This this is an evolutionary process. So what firms are doing today versus 12 months ago will be different. And I'm confident that when we dial forward and look 12 months hence, things will be different again. And that's the expectation. And in fact, that's what the consumer duty requires. Looking at macro environmental issues and bringing those back into your business to make sure you're continuing to provide good outcomes. So it is always going to evolve. In terms of where firms are right now, we are seeing lots of challenge, internal challenge around firms about the data sets that they create, the management information, and also how they then provide assurance activity over particular tasks or the overall customer journey. So again, I think that is part of the evolution and part of the process of implementation, perhaps again, just looking at this from a slightly different angle, firms will have had to consider already outcomes and data sets as part of the implementation process. So for example, if we look at price and value assessments, it's critical that you have a really clear view of your product how it operates, who's buying it, and and the events that, that happen on the back of that. So if firms have not had good assurance, good overview, good data relating to their product sets, it's frankly impossible to deliver an effective price and value assessment. So in those circumstances, firms may need to challenge themselves and say, have we done enough? Like I could say, otherwise, I think it is an evolutionary process where firms are going to continue to grow and learn as they onboard and embed consumer duty in the organisation.
0: Yeah, and and, and in, in in ask themselves, have we done enough? Is there an audit trail to demonstrate the steps you've taken? Otherwise, that that will cause an issue uh, with the FCA. Nick, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's
2: it's the broken record, Darren. It's I don't see how firms can do that. They've done the price and value assessments, which has been really integral to them, delivering duty and and assessing what they deliver. But outcomes testing is generally something we haven't seen delivered well in firms that are still on quality assurance policy and process checking and customer satisfaction. They need to evolve to do their outcomes testing programs which will support whether they are delivering against consumer duty. Until they do that, I'm not too sure they
0: can answer that with any great conviction. Nick, thanks for that. So let's, um, let's turn it on his head. We talked about how firms aren't doing as much as, as perhaps they should be doing in terms of testing and monitoring. Um, so give us a flavour of what you're seeing in the work that you are undertaking with your team on what looks good. You know what, what does good look like? How, how do firms go about testing and, and making changes which are going to really make a real uh, difference in, in this area?
2: So we've seen a couple of real interesting changes. The idea of a customer file uh, isn't well-defined in firms. They've got systems. They've got telephone systems. Everything is a little bit disparate and a little bit separated, such as um, the initial introduction of a customer. Uh, such as the application form, such as any customer service calls or any complaints calls, they're never pulled together in one place. Uh, And until recently, firms have been looking at very transactional view of individual instances where they can assess how they've done with regards to their customer interaction. We have seen a move to making a collective effort to gather together a file so that they can indeed look at that holistic journey and test that holistic journey, both how the initial interaction with said customer and subsequent interaction, and the changes between the two are indeed delivering against the customer's objective of taking out the product or or service. And it's that kind of evolution that we are seeing, and I think that's a really healthy one that they're trying to gather together and centralize their customer touch points, which can only be good news for customers and the, the testing and outcomes that they're
0: able to deliver for customers that's interesting i, I i'm i've seen a bit of that actually where where people are uh, some people did it during the, the implementation period but but in terms of testing i'm seeing people or firms now looking at the customer journey and breaking it down into micro amount, you know, at, at, at a at a micro level and, and analyzing the outcome that's being provided at each and every stage of that journey yeah it isn't lost
2: on me that Whenever the FCA come in, they take 10 files. They look at 10 files and they come up with such a such a, a rich amount of data and findings from them 10, 10 files. Firms don't like it. Firms will say, well, you've only looked at 10 files. But typically in those 10 files, you'll see an eye-opening experience in each of the file that they, you won't have thought about. So this end-to-end approach rather than this very transactional way of doing it, I think has to be an evolution. And firms, you know... They've got the answer the fca kind of gives them the answer about what to do and they can help themselves by moving into that kind of you know holistic viewpoint of
1: of 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 a customer journey i think just to build on that as well um you're right It, it has been quite revelationary moving from these moments in time reviews and management information on particular points in time to this overall interaction with a customer And when we look across that whole journey, it's really indicated areas for a firm to focus on. I think to look at that commercially, that's exactly what firms want to be doing. When we're shining the light on these areas and we're seeing some of the friction that's in a customer journey, these are where the complaints are happening. These are where there are inefficiencies perhaps within the business process. So, actually, it's quite symbiotic that the things that the FCA are saying to firms, we want you to evidence these outcomes, are really, for the most part, areas where firms should be focused anyway to make their business more efficient and, and frankly, probably more profitable as a result. Another thing we have seen with regards to the outcomes
2: testing and the Blue firms ask us quite a lot, well, who's doing it? Who should do it? And is it a member of the QA team? that is able to lift themselves up from a more holistic perspective. So the idea of, of of new do you need new resource or do you just package your existing exhaust resource up a different way I think is is, is is an interesting one. We've seen firms borrow from their QA teams to, to, to do this new testing. we've seen them engage external um, uh, support so that's been a, a real interesting one about who's going to do it So this is a new thing. We need someone else to do it. But I think what firms should feel confident with is that if they need hand-holding, it's it's fine, but they should be
0: able to draw on that that experience from their existing teams generally. Well, it's going to be really interesting um, uh, in the next... 12 months, particularly when the FCA starts shining a light on firms and, uh, and seeing what what, what what comes out. But uh, thank you um, so much for your um, insights today. That's all, we, all we've got time for. I really appreciate your time today. If any of those listening have any questions arising from this podcast um, or have any questions in relation to the consumer duty generally, then please contact me on com.